isn't quite like a mom. Amen. Well, it's good to have every one of you here today and celebrating Mother's Day with us here at Celebration Church. We want to also welcome those of you that are watching online, and I'm just going to go ahead and take the time and say, Happy Mother's Day, Mom. I know you're watching. God bless you. It was great to have you with us last week. And uh, I just want to share something very uh, simple. I've just simply titled this Mothers. And before we get right into it, um, there are a lot of important things that our mothers taught us. How many of you are aware that moms, they teach time travel? Did you know that? Uh, Here's how they do it. They say, if you don't straighten up, you'll find yourself in the middle of next week. That's time travel. Moms also teach logic. They teach it by saying, if you fall out of that tree and break both your legs, don't come running to me. Logical. They also teach irony. And that is, keep crying, and I'll give you something to cry about. A little ironic. Moms also teach about the weather. They walk into your room and they say, your room looks like a tornado went through it. Or cyclone, depending upon which part of the world you're at. She also taught anticipation. Boy, I remember this one. Just wait till your dad gets home. Oh, yeah, thanks, Mom. Uh, She also teaches medical science. How many of you remember this one? Stop crossing your eyes or you're going to freeze that way. Yeah, we all know that one. How about this one? Circle of life. This is the one we all know best. I brought you into the world, and I can take you out. Thanks, moms, for all those wonderful tidbits of wisdom. We do appreciate it. There's, there's one mom that put her son to bed. It was on the eve of his fifth birthday, so he's four years old. And uh, she's trying to uh, teach him this concept of uh, how old he was going to be. So he had been showing how old he was. He was four years, and he would always put up his four fingers when he was four years old. And then now she said, you're going to be ready to be five And when you wake up tomorrow, she added her thumb. She says, you will no longer be four. You're going to be five. And she says, do you understand this? And when she said, can you show me? And she said, he pulled his his thumb up, and enthusiastically, he said, yes, Mom, I will be five, and so tomorrow I'll be a handful. And for all the mothers who have had their hands full, we celebrate you. And uh, this Mother's Day, in addition to celebrating our mothers who are with us, I want to remind us also to take the time to remember the mothers and grandmothers and great-grandmothers who are no longer with us on this earth. And many are before the Lord right now in heaven, but they're with you and they dwell in your heart, and they capture that very special place. You know, as I was thinking about what to speak about on Mother's Day, the thing that has popped into my heart is that God often in His Word will tell us to remember. 
Each first Sunday of the month, we celebrate communion. We're called on to remember. Remember what Jesus did on the cross. We're to also forget some things. You know, not take into mind the things that are past, but look ahead. But I want to remember today mothers. I pray that all of us today will be able to call to mind all the things that our mother has done for us, all the things that they mean to us, and all the things that we are because of them. You know, we are a great deal who we are because we were influenced by a mother. I want you to see this scripture in Psalm chapter 139, and I love the, the artistry that the psalmist shares with us here, talking about how God knits us. Notice what it says. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. See, every, every woman who has a child, every mother is in cooperation with God as he is making that child into what he wants that child to be. And you're carrying that child. So it's a blessing, isn't it, moms? Isn't it a joy for you to cradle that newborn child that you had for the very first time? You felt that child inside you, being knitted inside you, moving inside you, life being inside you, and you met them for that very first time, and then you held that child for the very first time, and then held their hand throughout life. That's how God intended it to be. Mothers are a gift from God. In fact, we need to, we need to say that out loud. My mother is a gift from God. To the child, they're a gift of God just as much as the child is a gift of God to them. God gave that child a mom. That child was given a father. And church, can I just remind us in our day and hour right now, you still can't get a baby any other way. I mean, yes, you can adopt, but somebody Somebody, some man, some woman, that's how you have babies. And you need a mom in our family. We need mom. We need father. We need a dad. Because that is the way God made it. Amen? That's how God intended it to be. There is a bond in in a parent-child relationship that should never be broken. But I want you to know the enemy is always out to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But God said, I came to give life and to give it more abundantly. Amen? I love the one little boy who was attending a wedding. I just love the innocence of kids. And uh, he attended this wedding. It was his very first wedding. And after the service, his mom asked him, So, son, do you know how many women a man is allowed to marry. 
And he said, sure do, Mom. She said, okay, how many? He said, 16. She said, well, how did you arrive at 16? He said, well, it's very simple. All you have to do is listen to the preacher. He said, four better, four worse, four richer, and four poorer. 16. Hey, guys, how about one? Yeah, that's, that's, the, way, that's the way God intended it to be. Amen? So right now what I encourage us to do is to do this. I want you to remember your mother's love. The undying love of a mother is best understood when you become a parent yourself. Now, not that a person that is not a parent can't understand this, but yet a mother's love, there's something that happens when it's your own, right? I mean, you can love other people's kids. You can have a mother's heart and not be a mother. I think, I think there are a lot of women. I think Mother Teresa, she's even called mother. I mean, that's what they do in the Catholic Church, but she was a mother to how many little, little, little children, you know? And so, but yet, from the time of conception, there is a oneness between mother and child that is sacred in God's eyes. It is a unity that God intends to last until separated by death. Now, I'm going to talk about some things here in just a minute. Because I know, unfortunately, sadly, not all mother-child relationships weather the storms of this life. Many are broken. Broken relationships, can I just say this? They, they grieve the heart of God. God wants us to be at peace. He wants us to be in unity. But the devil is always there to make sure that doesn't always happen. Maybe you're listening today and your heart is hurting because you're a mother with a broken relationship with a child, or your children, you're a child and you have a broken relationship with your mother, and you're feeling the pain of that even more on this day. You could even be the child, as I said earlier, and feel forsaken by your mom. But I want to give you, not that I'm a medical doctor, but I'm a spiritual doctor, how many know that Jesus is a great physician, spirit, soul, and body? And in his word, he's given us some prescriptions, if I can call it that. And today, I want to give you a prescription. And God's prescription for you this Mother's Day is first and foremost, remember your mother. Remember her. And how we remember them is important. I want you to see this scripture. This is the guidance I believe we receive from God's word. First Corinthians chapter, or Second Corinthians rather, chapter 10. Look at this in verse 5. As followers of Christ, we are told to take every thought captive. We are called to cast down arguments, imaginations, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And to bring into captivity every thought 
every thought, someone say every thought, unto the obedience of Christ. Now, this tells us that how we remember is an active and willful choice, and God encourages us to exercise a thought life that glorifies Jesus. You see it? Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So how we remember our moms will influence our thoughts. It will influence our words. It will influence our actions, and it will direct the relationship we have with her in our life. But I want to just say here, there is no perfect mother, and there's no perfect children. All relationships need good forgivers. Can you say amen? Who are ready to give grace on the spot. They're willing to give mercy. Grace is not earned. And mercy is you don't give them what they deserve. You give them what they don't deserve. Amen? You know, we as Christians, the Bible says, are to love without conditions and with a heart of unselfish desire. That's agape love. Freely we have received, freely we're to give. That's in every aspect. How many of you know you received love from God freely? He said, for God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son that whoever would believe in Him would not perish. There's a saying that the glass is either half empty or half full. But you know what? It has the same amount of liquid. It's just all on how we're going to look at it. Well, is it half empty? Well, yeah, if you want to look at it that way. Now, is it half full? Yeah, if you want to look at it that way. You say, now, Pastor, it can't be both. You're right. And you're the one that determines which it is. I said no mother is perfect. Any moms in the room uh, want to invalidate that statement? Raise your hand and say, no. I had a perfect mom. But you can remember the good and you can forgive the bad. You say, well, how can I do that? Not on your own, only through the power of God. If you still have your mother... Can I just tell you this? Give thanks for her presence in your life. She's still breathing. Make Mother's Day a day of letting go of life's stresses and life's issues and take captive every good memory you have of your mom. Hide those memories in your heart. And one day, listen to me, memories are all we're going to have. Make them good ones. Keep the memories alive. I came across the following story that illustrates what a little boy thought of his mom. One day, this little boy is in a Sunday school presentation, and he forgot his lines. And his mother was sitting on the front row to prompt him. And so she gestured, and she formed the words that he was supposed to say silently with her lips, but it didn't help him. He didn't hear it. And her son's memory just went totally blank. 
And finally, she leans forward and she whispers the cue. The cue was the words, I am the light of the world. And the boy's face just lit up. And, and with great feeling and with a loud and cleared voice, he said, my mama is the light of the world. Although the boy, got, the boy got the Bible verse a little bit wrong, we can forgive him for thinking that his mama was the light of the world. Amen? And we need to appreciate our moms. I want to speak now to the moms who've lost a child. Just as it is important to remember our mothers today, it's also important to reach out to the mothers who've lost children of all ages on Mother's Day. There are those of you who have had miscarriages. There are those of you who have lost a child after they were born. And there are mothers today who have lost adult children. And some of you, it might be very recently. I want you to know that I'm remembering you today. We are remembering you on this Mother's Day. And we're remembering your child. My own daughter, Kristen, experienced this in November 2019 when our sixth grandchild, Cadence, lived for 45 minutes before going to heaven to be with Jesus. Jesus understands this so well. Because church, Mary, his own mother, experienced it. The Bible tells us she was there that day when he was crucified on the cross. She watched as her own son died on the cross for you and me. And sometimes people are afraid to say your lost child's name. But it's important that you know others have not forgotten. Can you imagine Mary? Everybody says, says her, her boy's name. It's at his name that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is Lord. So if you know of a mother this Mother's Day who has lost her only child or any child, be sure to acknowledge her as a mother because she is a mother and she will always be a mother. And any form of acknowledgement can simply just lighten the load that she's carrying on this Mother's Day because this Mother's Day is not always joyful to all mothers. It's also too important to remember that no other child can replace the child who's gone. You say, but look at all the other children you have. Yes, but they do not replace the one gone. And she understands that every child, every child has something different to offer the world and that no child can ever be replaced. Amen? So on this Mother's Day, it's important to remember those, remember those who are hurting and to love them where they are. And we, as Celebration Church, we just want you to know that we're thinking of you and we remember you on this Mother's Day.
Amen, church? Then there are also mothers who are unable to naturally have children. However, the children that they have are adopted, and they are their own children. I cannot tell you how many times I see a family with children that are adopted, and they look just like them. They take on their traits. How they begin to take on their looks, it must be a miracle of God. I don't know. Sometimes the most difficult decision a mother makes that we'll ever have to make comes right at the beginning. And just as the couple who adopted that child has a child, that adopted child had and has a birth mother. Mothers, can you imagine the decision to give your baby up? Mothers who give their children to families patiently standing in a line of love, they, they need to be applauded. They need to be loved. They need to be recognized. Jesus understands this very well because, church, His earthly father was not His birth dad. God the Father is His birth father. So He understands with Joseph the very same thing. Do you see how Jesus got all the bases covered? I'm telling you, today I just want to recognize these mothers, the ones who gave up their babies and those who also have adopted those babies. We honor you. We appreciate your love for both giving and receiving adopted children this Mother's Day. Do you feel loved yet? Not yet? Okay, I'm going to keep on going. No, seriously. Moms, let me just say this. The devil is in the business of condemning. Jesus is in the business of interceding. The devil loves to condemn you for everything. Maybe your child has made decisions that you never trained them to make, you never taught them to make. In fact, it's the exact opposite of what you taught them to do yet you feel condemned. You heap condemnation upon yourself who actually it's the devil doing that, and you feel like it's your fault. Can I tell you whose voice that is? That's the voice of the accuser. That's the voice of the condemner. Sometimes one of your children has strayed from the way you've trained them to live in the right way, and the pain you feel is very real on Mother's Day. And often the enemy of our soul comes in like a flood with guilt and with condemnation. But there's a scripture. I'm going to share it with you here. It's Romans chapter 8 and verse 1. And I want to leave with all of you who may be dealing with this harsh taskmaster these words. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Say, no condemnation. Say, Satan, listen to me. No, go say say it out loud. Satan, listen to me. There is no condemnation to me because I'm in Christ Jesus. See, God convicts. Satan condemns. There's no way out of condemnation. 
conviction, there's repentance. That's what God wants you to do. If you've done something wrong and he convicts you of that, say, I'm sorry, please forgive me, and go on. That's how relationships are healed. And it works both ways. Children need to do that with mom. Amen. To all you mothers today who are in Christ Jesus, you do not have to fear condemnation. You stand in the righteousness of Jesus Christ, and you are loved by God as his daughter because of Christ's work on your behalf on the cross. Can I share with you just a few things that you are not condemned for? You are not condemned by a messy home. You are not condemned by not being able to homeschool. You are not condemned by your miscarriages. You are not condemned, even though you may feel it, when you read of another's perfect parenting moment on Facebook. Can I get an amen? You are not condemned because your child has special needs. You are not condemned by your body, which is not once it was. Blame it on your kids. You are not condemned by your repeated failures as a mother, and you are not condemned by your children who choose to rebel. So moms, even though you may feel condemned, if you are in Christ, you are not condemned. That is the real reality. Amen. Thank you for those witnesses. If you are in Christ, your identity as a sinner before a holy God is replaced with the righteousness of Christ alone. So I want you today to go forward in freedom on this Mother's Day uh, with the unending affection and acceptance of being a daughter perfectly adored with an unwavering love that flows from your Father who is in heaven. Also, a mother called by God never relinquishes that role. I'm going to go back to Mary, the mother of Jesus. Look at this scripture with me in the book of John, chapter 19. It says, But standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. And when Jesus saw his mother... And the disciple whom he loved, that's John, standing nearby on the cross, while nailed to the cross, bleeding in agony, he sees his mom. And he says to her, woman, behold your son but he's not meaning him. He's looking at John. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And the Bible says from that hour, the disciple took her into his own household. That picture always amazes me. Jesus is dying on the cross and sees his mother and makes sure she's cared for after he is gone. 
And the exchange here, it is so powerful. Near the cross of Jesus stands his mother. She was the first one at the cradle and the last one at the cross. Mary never gave up her role in Jesus' life. See, the truth of Simeon's prophecy at the birth of Jesus was suddenly true. The cross, ultimately, he said, would cut deeply into Mary's heart. Yet despite the pain, she was there. She was a mother from the beginning and a mother at the end. A mother called by God never relinquishes the title. You'll find mothers like that in the halls of children's hospitals, in funeral homes, and in the counselor's offices. Mothers never relinquish the role, even if the child is rebellious, harsh, or cruel. Her heart just will not allow it, not when she's called of God. When a woman becomes a mother, there is an instant realization that the day will almost certainly come when pain dominates the picture. The crosses are different for every family that you have to carry, but frankly, the crosses come to all. There may be a divorce, or there may be a disease, or there may be death. There may be harsh words. There may be unacceptable actions. There may be tough love and impossible nights. Yet through it all, mothers called by God never relinquish the role. Never. There's nothing like a mother's love. So in conclusion... Mary had a chance to see God's entire plan played out. She suffers through the crucifixion. She celebrates the resurrection. And she's even part of the 120 small group of people that are in an upper room on the day of Pentecost, and they witness the powerful presentation of God's Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. Can I just say something to you that I don't think we hear very much? We're made to think that Mary is Catholic. Can I just submit to you today, Mary's Pentecostal. Mary's in the upper room on the day of Pentecost, and she's got one of them fire tongues on her head. And the Holy Ghost begins to speak through her in a different language. Mary's Pentecostal. I just thought I'd let you know that. And I love, I love my Catholic brothers and sisters as well. But what a gift of God. Long, live long enough for parenting to make sense. That's what, that's what she did. I mean, some parents live long enough to see God's plan for their children. Some see God working in the lives of their grandchildren. Can I hear an amen? Some only see God's plan from the halls of heaven. So today, I want to close with a prayer, and I've got it all written out. Don't normally do this, but I wrote this one. And I want everybody in the house, I want you to stand. I want you to, those of you that are watching online, you don't have to stand in your house, but I do want you to receive this prayer. Because I want you moms to be truly blessed today. Bow with me as we pray. Dear Father, we approach your throne on behalf of all the mothers. 
You have entrusted them with the care of your most precious little ones. We thank you today for creating each mom with a unique combination of gifts and talents, and we thank you for the sacrifice of self that each mom gives for her children. We thank you for the gift of time moms give their kids, whether it's stay-at-home, work moms, moms who have some combination of the two. We thank you for the flexibility of moms, for their tirelessness, their perseverance, and their devotion. And we pray today that you would give each mom listening to this message strength. Help her to see in every mundane task the eternal significance that you place on motherhood. Help her to understand the most radical world-changing events may be happening anonymously in her home. Help her to forgive those who undermine her significance. We pray today for single moms who must lean solely on you for the fathering of their children. We thank you that your big arms surround those children who may never know their earthly father. I ask you, Lord, to be the daily bread for weary mothers. I ask you today to be their living water. I ask you to be their source of spiritual and physical strength. I pray that the same grace that flowed from father to son to us in salvation will flow from mothers to their children. And I pray that repentance and forgiveness will shape every home. And Satan will be dealt a death blow. Lord, I pray that you would give each mother a worshipful reverence of you. Help each mother to rest in the knowledge that they are stewards of your children and that only your spirit can produce change in the hearts of each boy and girl you've given them. So let each mother find rest in you today. Stress be gone. Rest come. For those who are not a mother and are praying to be one, please hear O Lord, their prayer and work on their behalf. And most of all, Lord, on this day in which we honor mothers, may we love and cherish the special women who have borne us, who have nurtured us, and who have prayed for our well-being. May our hearts overflow with gratitude to you who formed and knitted each one of us in our mother's womb. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a wonderful Mother's Day. God bless you.